podcasting straight from our front porch, where together we can share our inspirational journeys with the world, one story at a time. Okay. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Anne Harrison Barnes, and today I have the pleasure of introducing my very special guest, Joan Miles, who is an author and a poet. Welcome, Joan. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Anne. All right. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of an introduction, so just bear with me. Joan Miles has always been a child of wonder, as well as spiritual se- as well as a spiritual seeker. When she lost her sight at the age of 12, these qualities and writing poetry saved her from despair. And what's more, once blind, her spiritual seeking took on a deeper, richer dimension. No longer was divinity somewhere out there, hovering just out of reach. She felt God to be with her, a whisper away, a breath, a sigh, a longing inside her, an expression of wonder and delight, and most emphatically, love. Joan earned a BA, which is a Bachelor's of Arts in Elementary Education, a Master's in Jewish Studies, and spent 15 years teaching Hebrew and Judaics. Did I pronounce that right? To third, to third, yeah. Okay, good. To third through sixth graders. During that time, she also founded. Ooh, you sh- you sm- pronounce the name of that foundation for me. Yes, sm- Mahu. Okay, thank you. Yes, Mahu. Okay, a non-profit organization which provided free Jewish learning to blind students nationwide via distance learning, and served as both textbook developer and instructor for seven years. Joan and her husband raised four children together. They currently live in Oregon, where she continues to delight in the wonders of life divine and in the magic of words. All right, Joan. So, let me ask you a question to get us started, okay? Okay, sure. So, what inspired you to become a writer? Um, I think what inspired me and continues to inspire me is that life is a wondrous event and we all get to participate in it and Um, I hear these little whisperings in my ear or my soul, um, and they just won't be quiet. So I have to to express them somehow, and writing is 
the way it works for me. I'm not a dancer or, you know, a great singer or anything, but uh, writing is the way that that I express it. Words are magic to me, and um, being able to communicate with words is is just the most wondrous thing. Right, um, and you have. You have that too, apparently. Yes, right. I, cer- yeah, I certainly do. Yeah. When I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, you and I are going to have a great conversation today. So you bet, you bet. Do you um do you write poetry only, or do you write stories as well? Um, I have written a few little things, um, but poetry is how I think. I, I I guess um, it's how it comes out. Even when I write, I try to write other things, and they just you know I I don't fit any genre. Like when I was trying to write my master's thesis, um, my advisor kept saying, you know, you need to you need to work. This isn't you know. academic enough, you know, and the only way I could actually approach even writing my thesis was to have to write a poem at the beginning of each chapter of it, because it was the only way I could get my thoughts working. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that helps explain me or not, but yeah, um, you're totally different from me. Because okay. I, I just started writing poetry. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, would lo- I love to share your journey, but I'm also going to share experiences because you and I both are on the same list. Um, guys, just so you know, she's also a member of the Behind Our Eyes Organization for Writers with Disabilities, as am I. So for me, my, my words, I, I love music too. So it's like this, the melody within me comes out in, in my stories. And I started okay. writing because a friend of mine who is also a podcaster, who I met through her podcast, she, and Jen, if you're listening, yeah, I'm talking about you, um, but the Jen Lowry Writes podcast is what I'm talking about. But anyway, she's the one that challenged me to write a poem, oh, a couple, maybe three weeks ago, and I'm like, I can't write poetry. I cannot write poetry. It's rare. But you want to know something God showed me? I can't. And I have 11 poems later, um, and maybe, well, one of them a song, but 11 poems later, I'm still writing poetry, but I have to have, you know, jumping off places. Does that happen for you, or does it just come to you automatically? It depends. Sometimes um, a phrase will come to me, and I'll start writing it down, and then it just spills out, and it's pretty complete, and I barely have to revise it. That's that's when it's like this magical moment. Um, But other times I really have to work at it. And to me, if it becomes too much of a chore, then it's not the right time or, you know, I have to put it away and maybe come back to it. Maybe I just delete it totally. And, uh, you know, find some other little strand um it just depends mine if it doesn't flow pretty easily then I have to look away from it for a while yeah and a lot of times the Holy Spirit is not working within you when it doesn't come out right I've noticed that right 
Right. I, that's what I feel. Like I get these whisperings and sometimes um, word pictures kind of create themselves for me, really uh, unusual word combinations. And, I, and then the thing just flows from there. Um, and other times you can sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write a poem today and you, nothing. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can't always, you can't always call it up. It, it's just, it's a gift that right. you just have to welcome, you know. Right, right. So. And, you know, um, speaking of that, and, and, I'm, and I kind of like that with my books because I'm working on, you know, re revising a sequel to my a Journey of Faith. And um, you guys have to go out and get it. I'm not, you know promoting me and promoting Joan but so, um, <laughs> when I'm revising when I'm, I'm writing some things I've added a couple of things and then I hit a brick wall and I have to step away from it and do something else and a lot of times I'll get inspired by dreams for that do you find inspiration comes to you through your dreams I have to ask it may be a selfish question for me but I'm just curious oh absolutely um, there have been a couple of times where uh, a whole dream becomes a poem because it, it just is an amazing picture um, that that has to be expressed some way. And sometimes I find the meaning in it um, by writing about it. You know, uh, it's not until I try and put it into words that the pictures make sense to me. Um, I don't have an example here. I can send you one later, uh, but because uh, most of my things are on my computer. But um, there, there are times like that. Do you, you have that too? Yeah, and sometimes it won't be the whole story. I will have this dream that doesn't make sense for me. Mm -hmm. And you writers out there who are listening, you probably know this too, but I have dreams that don't make sense to me. And at the time, and then as I stop and think about it, I sometimes I've started keeping a dream journal. I'm going to tell you because I'll write my dreams down and then pray about them. And then sometimes God will reveal something and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, yes. Oh, okay. I can do this. You know, again, and images will start forming. Words will start. I mean, this, it'll be like a movie exactly. or the character will start talking to me. And, but poetry doesn't work that way for me. Poetry, I'll read something and all of a sudden the words just, just flow like raindrops. Um, and that'll, and it'll become a poem. I just wrote one today called new beginnings that was um, based off of something else, a, a blog post I read. I was writing that this morning. So, um, um, but yeah, so tell me about a little bit about your writing process. I know we've kind of covered that a little bit, but tell me, do you, I know you said sometimes you can sit down, do you, um, when you write like short stories or even in your poetry, do you kind of plan out sometimes or does it just, are you what they call a pants or does it, you know, flow freely. Oh, that's a good question. Um, it depends. Uh, so <clears throat> I've been writing poetry sporadically, 
my whole life. And I've got all kinds of notebooks. Um, when I could see, I used a, you know, big dark pen. Um, and all these notebooks are full of my scribblings. And then last winter, I decided um, that I was going to get really uh, intense. I have a blog um, called Juniquely Myself. And it needed some content. So I thought, well, I should start writing poetry. So I decided that every day <clears throat> I would write a poem, a new poem. So that's what I started doing. Each day um, when I got up in the morning, I would sit at my desk until I had some kind of a poem. And then I would post it either right away or the next day. And it really got me going it's like it it cleared the pipeline and it got my motor cooking along and so that has become my process that every morning after I take care of the retired guide dog and have a little breakfast myself um, that's what I do I sit at my desk and sometimes I put my face out the window to you know see how the air of the world is um, in in our back garden and sometimes I just breathe deeply and try to center myself and feel what divinity um, is saying and um, words generally come so uh, um, I generally write kind of freestyle um, when I try to write in a form, <clears throat> it feels a little stiff to me. Sometimes I interweave rhyme, um, and you know things kind of kind of flow. Then I, you know, sometimes I write like uh, rhyming every other line, and it gets kind of sing-songy. I have done that uh, with kind of simple topics, you know. Um, but mostly when I'm really writing from my heart, it's it's kind of a free-flowing thing with only kind of accidental rhyming showing mm -hmm. up. Yeah, that's you know. Nice. So um, that's kind of my process. And then uh, I I did collect um, for my my recent little book that I put out, one with willows. Um, I collected what I wrote over the winter and a few other things, and that's what became the book. So um, it's 48 poems. Most of them are, are new, but some of them go back. Um, and uh, one even goes back to a class that I took, uh, you know, like 25 years ago on poetry writing and and I form these all into a um it's interesting and when you uh I I had no idea how to write a poetry book <clears throat> and so I went online which of course you know the internet knows everything right <laughs> and uh it, it it gave it gave me directions you know first you gather up all your poems and then you divide them into what you feel are your strong poems and you're not so strong. 
and uh, I followed their directions. And the the most fun I had was trying to put the poems in an order that made sense to me, because um, you're supposed to bring the reader along on some kind of a an emotional journey, you know. So that's what I tried to do. The first poem in my collection is called Creation. <clears throat> and it's actually the poem that I wrote a long, long time ago in class. And then the last poem is uh, all about, uh, it's, it's actually called After, but um, the last line of it, of it is The World is New. So um, it, to me, it just felt, you know, in between there are all these ups and downs of nature and uh, love and life and all kinds of different little snapshots. Um, my poetry is not heavy, but I think it's meaningful in kind of layers if you if you look at it if you give it a quick read <clears throat> they're all short um there are only a few of them that uh extend beyond one page and you know just like maybe a few lines onto the next page uh, most of them are very short and if you just like scan through the book it 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 reads really quickly um, and it may seem a little, well, I call it playful, but I also call it spiritually playful because if you look deeper, there's, there are layers of spirituality, um, that you can find in the poems. Um, and, and everything is kind of connected to the experience of divinity um let's see i was going to try and find something short that i could read can i ask you one question while you're looking for that sure uh do you ever use music to inspire your writing um that's a good question um i don't but i can understand is that sometimes what happens to you, Anne? Yes, yes. I'll have songs that I have an art, one artist in particular that I turn to for healing and for healing and comfort. And sometimes his music will inspire inspire me. But a lot of times I'll use classical music when I'm writing, like my my classical or soothing instrumental music when I'm writing my stories and stuff. Now it doesn't happen with poetry, and I've gotten to the point where in revisions I can't. Uh -huh. It may start though. Yeah. But in revisions, I can't use the music. But when I'm when I'm writing, you know, writing a new story or just free writing in my journal or such, sometimes I'll do that. I was just wondering if that works for you, if not, or or does it, or, or do you see that as a distraction? Uh, sometimes it is a distraction. When when I'm in my office trying to write, I don't have any music on. However, we do have 
the radio on during the day and we do my husband and I listen to classical music and I have uh some of my poems have kind of sprung from accidental listening you know one time I heard of a, a piece of music and it just it sounded like something bobbing along in a stream you know and so all of a sudden I had the a, a picture of like a paper cup bobbing along in the stream or in the wind. And then I ended up writing a poem about a paper cup, hmm. you know, and um, so, and on, you know, on the surface, it seems kind of trivial, but if you look deeper, it's, it's more about, a person's soul is right. the paper cup. Right, the metaphor. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, everything's got a little, a little deeper meaning. Um, here's one that's called um, Beyond Winter, and it's got uh, a couple of characters in it. <clears throat> the U in it is capitalized. So, of course, that refers to divinity. Okay. So, beyond winter. In the deepest darkness of the season and of our lives, we tucked ourselves beneath blankets of yearning. He yearned for me. I yearned for you. And somewhere in the stillness, in shared words of the sages, in yearning itself, we found one another again. Wow. So that's um, kind of a, a personal experience, but it, it does, you know, include divinity. And that's yeah. kind of a way that I weave things together. I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you. It's like, for me, it was like a person longing for you physically and you're longing for God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so do you do you ever find inspiration um in other things you read, like uh yes. um in in scripture or mm -hmm. other texts? Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. I do and then and there's there was one time I read wrote and I have to look back at my poetry um my poetry folder to see what it was but I don't remember if it was a challenge or what that inspired it but I had listened to a podcast episode and my friend Jen was talking about a poem she wrote people thinking if was she okay you know was she not okay or something and I know this is about you but I may go and no I'm not going to search it now I would but I'll have to send it to you um but it was this poem about somebody yearning and it was like, and I'm going to ask you because 
I wanted to, because I've heard that, because this has happened to me before, but when you're ever in that, in that flow state, in that creative state, and you know somebody needs to hear what you have to say, like somebody's crying out and you know what it is, you hear weeping from within your soul, but you know it's not you. Has that ever happened? Oh, um, that's interesting. So, so you're asking me if, if I hear the pain of other people when I'm writing, is that? Yes, it may, may not be somebody you know, but you know there's somebody out there in pain. Because it happens to me, I wonder if it was just me or if it's happened to other people. No, I, I think we open ourselves to feeling what is, you know? And what is real is that people are in pain. And, um, you know, maybe it's an opportunity for you to send out a prayer of, of healing that uh, will benefit someone. I, think I, I, I really, I, I, I think we are, well, we are all connected. And whatever thoughts you can send out is going to affect people. So your healing thoughts, of course, will be a comfort to somebody who's reaching out, I believe. So I think that poem was a prayer because I didn't do it. I didn't read it on the podcast. But if you go to AnnWrightsInspiration.com, that's A-N-N-W-R-I-T-E-S, Inspiration.com. Um, one of my posts, that poem was on one of my posts. So that's why I, I, I asked that question. I feel like that poem was a prayer that the Holy Spirit gave me for someone in need. Sure. And, and you're putting it out there. Right. Is, is an opportunity for someone to find it and share it. And even, you know, as, as you pray in your own quiet way, you can, you can, think of other people that are hurting you don't have to know their name um and 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 it it will find them you talk about something deep I was listening to the radio one time you know trying to write my book or whatever and this and I felt this urgent need to pray I didn't know what it was for but I'm telling you it was like I, I fell to my knees I'm like lord you know what they this person needs you know who this person is and I felt like something was wrong and I couldn't put my finger on it. It wasn't me, but it was something was wrong with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you find out later what it is and it's like, wow. That's the spirit of discernment. Yeah. Well, I believe, I believe it. It's we're, we're all, we're all connected and you know, what, what tugs, what, you know, you tug your own little string and somebody else is going to feel it. So right. you just got to keep, got to keep the good vibes going out there because they're going to help somebody. Right. When you make a positive you know? change in your own life, um, then you can turn around and help somebody else. Absolutely. So. So. So where, what? where would you like to go from here? Okay, one more. Well, I have a couple of questions before we before we stop because I don't sure. want to keep you too long. But I'm gonna go and ask you one of your questions from the uh, Kindling Friendships interview that you did with me. If you could be, <laughs> yeah. anything, if you could be anything in the world, what would it be? 
And why? If I could be anything in the world, oh, that is a funny thing. Well, you know what came to mind? If I could be anything in the world, I would be a hug. Oh. Because, <laughs> because I think that is the, the, the sweetest way we can uh, – we relate to one another sometimes and um, people need sometimes it's all we can give right you know and you're right sometimes it's all somebody needs and I I really think that the world needs more hugs yes so um, I, I don't mean to be sappy but I just you know it came to my mind and I, I appreciate that you appreciate it. So thank you. Right. Now, if you could have a conversation or, you know, be educated by anyone in the world, past or present, who would it be and why? Wow, that's a big one. That's really big. I will explain how that came up, how you came up, how I came up with that in a minute. That was lovely. Um, there are so many people, uh, one person that I have always wanted to meet and unfortunately he's passed on now <clears throat> is Mr. Rogers because <laughs> I, I feel like he, uh, in his sweet, simple way just was love walking through the world um, in our modern world, you know, and he didn't change according to where he was or according to who he spoke with. I mean, it's really incredible to me that uh, he, he always was just a simple, just speaking from the heart person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's something that has taken me a long, long time to be able to do. I don't know about you, but um, yeah, I I have not always been so brave about speaking from the heart, mm -mm. and um, he's a true model of that. Mm -hmm. Not just with children, but with grown-ups, you know, and worldly grown-ups, and you know, that's a phenomenal example for me right I heard he was a minister too I have someone else different yeah. and if you look at my blog I have a blog post about it but um I was listening to the ask when podcast with uh Wynn Charles who has she has cerebral palsy and she does a podcast she's an author she's she, she works in education she was a preschool teacher and now she's getting her journalism degree but she asked her her um guests that one question and i that's what inspired me to write the blog post about mine and that's why i i kind of rephrase her question at toward the end because i think it's just so it, it it it's compelling yes very much yeah so um can you give us your website again i, I can put it in the description but for those listening if they have a pin can you give us your website one more time Sure. It's called Juniquely, 
J-E-W-N-I-Q-U-E-L-Y, myself, M-Y-S-E-L-F. Um, and the reason it's called that, uh, when I founded Yismahu, um, I, I had heard that, you know, you need, you need to have all these outlets to let people know about what you're doing. So, um, uniquely myself became that outlet I wrote about teaching it used to be called uniquely myself musing of a blind Hebrew teacher um, so I would write about uh, Yismahu and um, teaching at our congregational synagogue I, I did that for 15 years as, as you mentioned Anne and um, then over the over time as I let that go, it has evolved into what it is now, which is kind of a, a, a place of spiritual, poetic, uh, you know, reflection or I don't know. Um, it, it's kind of just what, what it is now. But it used to be all about um, teaching and my my experiences as a blind teacher i had great experiences because all my students at sunday school were sighted you know and um we had to deal with them using print and me using braille and all of us trying to learn this hebrew language and make it meaningful and it was it was a lot of fun so. Wow. Okay. Do you have any questions for me before we before we end this? Um. So so not to rob people of reading your blog, but who would you like to speak with? Oh, okay. And I have to tell you, I've I've been a victim of um emotional and verbal abuse a couple of times, uh, twice actually. I'm not going to go into the full story here because that's it's pretty okay. um, pretty rough but my person that i would love to have had conversation with is dan seals he's a country artist mm -hmm. um, and if you're familiar with back in i don't know if you listen to country or classic rock back in the 70s england dan and john ford coley but he his music was the who i turned he was the artist i turned to when i needed healing and comfort and there were times you know his music inspired me and he taught and through his music he taught me how to pick up my writing again wow yeah that must be some powerful it's powerful I mean, message he gave yeah he, yeah he did it's there's a song called a good rain and if you look it up on youtube um that's the one that i always turn to there's quite a few songs that really resonate with me you still there? Joan? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm here. Okay, good. Because my it said my internet connection was unstable for some reason. But anyway, so that was, you know, that's, and, and that's my person that I would love to have wow. met. Yeah. I always come back to his music. It's very comforting and healing for me. Well, can I read one more thing? Um, sure. Sure. That's ba that's based that's based on Psalm one twenty one, since you you and I are both 
uh, scripture readers, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, So so when we were talking about uh, where you find inspiration, um, this this was actually this is my interpretation of Psalm 121, which is the one that says, I will lift my eyes to the hills. Okay. 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 I will lift my eyes to the hills before the light appears. The light which rises in the east and radiates from Jerusalem. I will lift my eyes, my heart, my hopes from the depths of my sorrow, from pain that clouds my senses, from feelings of isolation. To the hills I will reach out for solace. To upward currents of spirit, to the greenness of life, I will lift my eyes to the hills, to the one who never fails to appear. Wow, that is deep. Now, do you have a favorite Bible verse you'd like to share with us today? No. Um, I I I delight in the Psalms. Oh, um, they they are a great source of comfort and strength and joy and you know any anything we need really. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, would you like to close us out? It's nice time? that we we both share that. Right. Would you like to close us out in prayer before we, before? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Close with a prayer? Yes. Um, oh, you want one from me? If you'd like. Um, sure. I would just pray that, uh, um reach out to, to holy hear. you go ahead okay. i want to hear yours okay heavenly father we come to you in the name of jesus thanking you for this wonderful conversation even though we've had technical difficulties father you've given us both some very special insight about our writing and our lives father and you've helped me to share joan's wonderful journey lord i pray that you will continue to bless the listeners through this interview and this conversation father And I pray that you will continue to bless Joan in her writing and her endeavors. All these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, now I'm going to close this out with my my challenge. We challenge you today to read, to get inspired. Write something inspiring and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. Thank you so much for joining me today, Joan. It has been such a pleasure talking to you. And you guys, thanks for listening to Inspirational Journeys. Have you always wanted to have your own podcast? Well, let me tell you something. Anchor is the simplest way to build your podcast because I use it. It's 100% free and it's easy to use. And with creation tools, you can record, edit, 
publish, distribute, and monetize your podcast all in one place. So I challenge you today to get the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started today. You won't be disappointed. like to get your book promoted on my blog or share your inspirational journey on my podcast. There's so much competition out there in the digital world that it's hard to get heard above the noise. Well, I would like to help you stand out above the crowd. There are two ways I can help you promote your work. Every Saturday, I run a column on my blog called Featured Book of the Week, where I will take the information about an author's book along with some photos and your links and post that information on my as a blog post. Now, another thing I can do, whether you're an author, a creative artist, or entrepreneur, I would be happy to have you as a guest on my show, Inspirational Journeys, so that you can share your journey with the world. For again, when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand, and I want to help you touch over a thousand lives. And so here's how you can connect with me. You can either send an email to annwrites75 at gmail.com. That's A-N-N-W-R-I-T-E-S-7-5 at gmail.com with either feature book of the week or I'd like to promote my work on your show in the subject line, depending on how you'd like me to help you. Or you can fill out my contact form at annwritesinspiration.com slash contact. That's annwritesinspiration.com slash contact. And let me know how I can help you in the comments section, and I will be happy to email you back with either my future book of the week questionnaire or my podcast interview framework or both if you'd like for me to do both on my website and on my blog, because I would love to promote your work. It's my way of giving back to the author and the creative community. So whether you're an author, artist, or entrepreneur, I'd love to speak with you. Do you love to read but think you don't have time? Well, now you do, because I have a solution for you. I am licensed under the Electric Eclectic Books brand, where you can satisfy your desire. Electric Eclectic Books is a new series of short breeds. We have novelettes and a couple of short story collections. To find out more, visit bit.ly slash visit eebooks. That's bit.ly slash visit eebooks. Or get the Electric Eclectic Books app on your iPhone or Android device. I have three books licensed under Electric Eclectic, and they are Maggie's Gravy Train Adventure, Inner Vision, and Stories Outside the Box. So I challenge you today to go out and check out the Electric Eclectic Short Breeds at bit.ly slash visit eebooks and find your next favorite author today. You won't be disappointed. I guarantee it.
So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired. Write something inspiring and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. Thanks for joining me on Inspirational Journeys. You guys have a blessed day.